brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. of the print factory this is the last one the last one of the 2022 season of course it's happening in 2023 happy new year to everybody out there and before i even got in here before i even started this show i'm, I'm happy because i got a helper today sincerely aura thank you for helping me out hit the like button so you don't have to hear it and one more thing you'll notice you'll notice that we're missing someone and that's because he needs the likes he needs 150 likes before he gets on, very simply, 150 likes. Big T is going to join us mid-show. You guys might have seen on Twitter. It's his and Sweet Amber's anniversary. Congratulations to them. So he's just finishing up some things. He'll be in here as soon as we get 150 likes. See, don't. Happy New Year to you. It looks like you're sitting in a lovely place, a lovely place. Looks a little cloudy out there, maybe a little bit of, uh, it can't be June gloom because it's January, but Happy New Year to you. How are you doing on this fine Monday morning? Yeah, no. Happy New Year. Uh, currently locked out of my place, so I had to come upstairs to the conference room. I wish I had a good story for it, uh, but unfortunately, I don't. Just uh, one of those things where got to make it happen, man. This was the last Print Factory show, so obviously got to make things happen. I think Big T is late now that you mention it. His anniversary. Yeah. This is work. This is workbench season. So, mm -hmm. you know, kudos to him if he's putting in a little bit of extra time and uh, the stamina must be up there. So that kind of worries me for March. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get into this late. We actually have two good teams after what we've seen the last few weeks. But uh, no, I'm excited to hang out with you and talk about it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pick some winners. Yeah, and we're climbing. We're going to get there. We're going to at 94 likes, 190 watching. Remember, 150, he gets in here. I can't say exactly what he's doing. It's no coincidence, though, that it's the anniversary and he's late. So, I mean, as for me, Sidom, I mean, and I want to ask you this question because today it's, it's the official observance of New Year's Day, right? Yesterday was New Year's, but a lot of people are off. And I went to the gym my usual time today around lunchtime. And, and during the year, I like to do that because while other people are stuffing their greedy little faces, I'm in there getting some work in, sweating it out. And I go today and you know what I see, right? It's all these resolution people, people that are wearing their new, new gear that they got for Christmas. I know they're going to be gone in two weeks, but how do you deal with this phenomenon? Because I was, I was just disgusted. I mean, I just wanted to 
I wanted to leave. I wanted to leave. How do you handle this in the new year? Because it's something that's that was just so hurtful today. You got you got to pick your spots. Thankfully, we we got a nice gym at the place where I where I live. So I'm gonna be sticking around there for the next couple of weeks because I know how it is. You know, people go into the, the the regular gyms that you go into. They all have these goals. They all have these resolutions. And then what? Two weeks two weeks from now, they'll all be dwindling out and phasing out. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know you want to go to like the new thing. It sounds exciting, but then reality sets in, man. They lose motivation and uh, they're just back to the back to their old ways. So we let them do that, and then you know we go back in and we continue and keep it going. Yeah, I may I may have to find a nice hotel gym somewhere <laughs> in the area here and just hop in there. Tell everyone there that yeah, I'm just trying to maintain, but I, I'm going to need to avoid it because it was tough, Snyder. It is the absolute stone worst. Remember, hit the like button. We're climbing. 250 and then Big T is going to join us. Can't wait for that to happen, but we need the likes to get there first. You mentioned it, C-Dome. All season long, it seems like most of these Monday night games have just been tough to talk about. We've seen the Colts several times. We've had the Steelers. Steelers are a good team, but they're not an exciting team. And now tonight, it seems like maybe the NFL has rewarded us. They said, hey, you stuck with us through these terrible games all season long, and now you're going to get two teams. Number one, the old guy showed us yesterday, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, that they're not done. But now we get the next generation. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, the Bills in Cincinnati. Bills favored by two and a half, a 50 and a half point total. And as far as injuries, not a ton here for the Bengals. This is potentially pretty important news. Offensive tackle Lyle Collins is going to miss this game. Could be big because, of course, earlier in the season, the Bengals had significant issues with protecting Joe Burrow with the offensive line for the Bills. Not a ton here either. Jordan Poyer is officially questionable. It looks like center Mitch Morris is going to return from that concussion. One other note, Stephon Diggs suffering through an illness earlier in the week. He did not practice on Saturday, but he doesn't carry a designation. What are your overall thoughts here outside of the fact that we expect we expect, right, an absolute track meet here. What are your thoughts on the overall game environment? Yeah, no, this is an electric matchup. And both of them are coming in on, on two winning streets, right? Buffalo's won their last six. Cincinnati's won their last seven. They yeah. both look great. Believe it or not, there's, there's playoff implications with this matchup. Cincinnati still has a road to the number one overall seed. Uh, and, and so does Buffalo. So when you look at this, it's, it's more than just a regular season matchup with, with two teams that are really on fire, to say the least. But there's also a lot of star power in this game. So the roster construction and how you kind of want to look at tonight, because there's a million dollars up for grabs tonight. I think this might be, if not the, was this like the second or third Millie maker on a Monday night that we've seen all season? Um, you know, because they usually do that in the beginning of the year. But there's a lot of star power here. I mean, there's about four, five, six guys that you can look at and then after that, it's like, oh, wow, it drops off pretty significantly. So I'm curious to kind of hear, you know, your thoughts. Once Big T joins, we'll get his thoughts as well. But uh, just an initial look. I mean, you would assume this is a track meet. You would assume that both these teams do like the pass. Buffalo has kind of gone, you know, this like weird little hybrid of a running game, as we've seen the last few weeks, you know, to some extent with Singletary, with Cook. And then obviously you have the wheels of Allen. But when you look at it from the grand scheme of things, they're both good against the run. It's hard to run on these teams. So you would think, you know, initially that we want to look at this passing game tonight. And, and really, who can we fit in this in this uh, in these lineups that, you know, that can really help us take down a million maker. So, no, I'm really excited to talk about this game. It's probably one of the best, you know, primetime games we've had all season. 
it's one of the best primetime games, and you mentioned it. It's also really, it's not out of the realm of possibility that with that Millie up top, big prizes across the industry, you could see a solo shipper here because of, of course, we know about Jamar Chase. We know about Stefan Diggs. Outside of that, though, Hayden Hurst is back. We've got Samaj P. Ryan, who has been mixing in here with Joe Mixon on the Cincinnati side. And then, of course, Buffalo with James Cook, who's been emerging. Dawson Knox was banged up a little bit during the week. So you have some places here to go to get different. Obviously, the bulk players, quarterbacks, the wide receivers. And we'll talk through all that, C-Dome. Let's start with the quarterbacks. And then as Big T is hopping in here, 128 likes. Before we allow him to speak, we got to get to 150. You're at 283 watching. Let's get to the 150. And then we'll bring him in. C-Dome, can you go wrong here? Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. I mean, you got to have both these guys in the lineup, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know in what world. I mean, if you're really trying to get cute, uh, you know, you would want to fade these two. Um, but believe it or not, I mean, we will see a, a percentage of the field tonight either not have one of these quarterbacks in their lineup. And I think from that, at least, that's already at least an edge, per se, if you're just wanting to lock both of these guys. But, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I mean, Burrow's going to throw a ton, right? It, Mixon is not the same Mixon that we've seen in the past as far as the running game is concerned. And then you have these guys that can really just put it on with Burrow, right? Higgins, Chase, Boyd. I mean, even Trent Irwin, man. I mean, he's kind of showed out, you know, quite a few times this season. But And then you got Allen. I think it's hard whenever we look at a slate and look at a, a showdown, you cannot fade a guy that can kill you with both his arm and his legs. And that's exactly what we got with Allen here. I mean, if you want to go ahead and, you know, fade a guy that is probably going to run between seven to ten times, if not more, um, already upside there because if, he, if he's averaging like seven yards a carry like he usually does on the ground uh, in majority of these games, I mean, that's tough. I mean, that's already 67 yards right there. You're already at a complete disadvantage. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just curious kind of what this scheme looks tonight uh, in regards to this matchup. Uh, and, and I will say, you know, he, you know, people are going to say, oh, he only threw 26 times last game. It was in Chicago. It was the winter, that winter storm that was passing through. I'm not going to look at that. I'm going to focus on the entirety of the year that he's done. He's thrown a lot of times where he's thrown 40. He's thrown 60 times in a game, believe it or not, this season. So um, both these quarterbacks are both electric. I, I think it's just you look at them and you, what you got to decide is, Am I putting Allen in the captain? Am I putting Burrow in the captain? And then how do I go from there? And also, which of these stud wide receivers am I going to pair him with? Uh, I, I think that's kind of how we're going to have to figure it out tonight. And the thing I was flirting with earlier is if you do have Allen or Burrow in the captain, and then you obviously want one of these studs to be with them, it's like, man, you, you're really kind of <laughs> – it's slim pickings at the bottom here. There's not much to, to be excited about. So – you're going to have to sacrifice at least one of these guys to a certain extent. And maybe that comes from the wide receiver angle to the, or the, or the uh, running back angle. But I got to be honest with you, JT, I'm not fading Allen or Burrow tonight. I, it, there's just, it, I just don't see the benefit to believe it or not. Yeah. And Josh Allen, outside of being an outstanding quarterback, maybe the safest rusher in this game, which is incredible to say just the floor that yeah. he has. The people have responded 155 likes, big T happy new year, happy anniversary. It's good to see you. We've got a game in your backyard with your team. You're wearing the jersey. Bills insultingly favored by two and a half in Cincinnati. How are you doing? I mean, I was doing good until I got a CC dome flexing on me here when I come in. I mean, look at the – last week he comes in with the, the tank top on. 
the the noodle strap and then this week he's freaking flexing into the camera i mean i'm intimidated i'm not gonna lie look at those guns so <laughs> i mean whoo and then jt on the other end i mean i'm feeling little on this show i know that much we talked actually we talked about the resolution people at the gym do you do you happen to have a resolution to get back into the gym ahead of your march showdown with Cito? I already said I don't need the gym to beat him. I'll uh, I'll get right off the workbench and take him down. So that that's light work, JT. He can be strong. I mean, what did uh what someone call him? Airplane? What what did they say last week? Uh, airplane airplane mode or something where he looks good on the oh layup lines or something where he looks good in the layup lines. <laughs> I forget what they said. Someone said he was airplane. team airplane where he looks Jeez. good getting off the plane. Yeah. The arena and then everything falls flat. I can't speak to it. Haven't seen him play. Haven't met him in person. I actually told some friends that I knew him last week that they that watched the shows that he was on and had a great discussion. Like, oh, how big is I don't know. I've never met him in person. I've never met him in person. I know those <laughs> arms are looking big. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, I, I do I do appreciate that. Skin tight shirt, showing them off for us. Where are you at anyway? See Dome? What what do you got going on here? I'm lo- I'm locked out of my my place. I was telling JT before the show. I had to drop off my car to a Porsche this morning, and they they I forgot to take my fob. So it's a holiday today, believe it or not. And uh, concierge isn't working, so I'm locked out. So I had to make things happen for the print factory up on the rooftop. I love it. I love it, and, and a lot of good analysis. I was listening as I was waiting for my frigging computer to boot up. But you got you guys took care of it. I mean, quarterback. I, I heard you guys talking about quarterback. I think that's where you were. I don't know how you fade either one of these guys either. And the hard part of this slate is going to be exactly what C-Dome just said. There's just not much down low unless you just literally want to punt and hope you just get lucky with something. I'd rather not do that, though. It's not how I like to build. So how I plan to attack it, I'm not going to fade either one of them either, just like C-Dome said. But I don't think you can put them in the captain, really, unless you get – pretty creative so i'm planning on just popping them in the flex all of a sudden you don't have to worry about two spots get rid of that salary it it seems like a a mid-range somewhere in there captain type slate we got to find who it is but i know for sure at quarterback i want to play both of these guys and you know what when they're this expensive it's really hard for them to end up in the winning captain anyways just because they're going to have to, like Josh Allen would have to maybe get two rushing touchdowns plus two more or something, go crazy, have a lot of people in the mid-range bust for that to happen. I don't know. I think a lot of guys get there tonight, and I want the floor of these guys getting me like 25 or, or so in the flex. We talked about this being setting up like it could be a track meet here. We've got two teams, a lot on the line, still a chance technically to get that Number one seed, of course, the Chiefs going into Las Vegas next week. The Raiders gave the 49ers surprisingly everything they could handle. But then the second seed is on the line at a minimum. Big T, 50 and a half total. The Bills, like I said, favored by two and a half. Give us your overall thoughts, though, on this game in terms of what we see. Is this going to be like what we've seen between the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Chiefs and the Bills, where really it's the team that has the ball at the end that's going to go home a winner? I'm slightly worried that both of these defenses are better than everyone thinks. I know the Bengals defense is better than people think. And the Bills are secretly also good. So 
Part of me is a little concerned that both teams drop back and just don't give up any deep plays and they make you grind up and down the field. And when that happens, the clock's just going to be running the whole time and you just won't get enough plays in to do it. But (laughs) these are still two powerhouse offenses. They're going to score points. You got playmakers all over the field. I'm not saying I think it's going to go like way over or something, but it, it doesn't matter as much, I guess, would be a better way to say it. Like, even if it's lower scoring, I still think all the volume and scoring goes through the key guys. I don't think it's going to be a slate where you see, I, I don't some of these guys down low doing a lot, like the Quentin Morrises and Mitchell Wilcox and just these total punts. I, I don't, I just don't see that. I think all the studs show out tonight. I think Diggs and Chase and these guys have big games too. So it, it literally just comes down to roster construction for me. I mean, Tyler in the chat. I mean, since I've got on, the dude is literally choking the choking the monkey to to the Bills. I mean, calm down, Tyler. No pass rush equals Josh Allen smash. Why is that good for Josh Allen? He makes plenty of mistakes and he loves to run. Like if anything, that hurts him in my opinion. So I don't agree with that point, but. I don't know. If I had to bet, though, I'd probably like the under just because of what I said. I think both teams play back. I know the Bills are going to. The Bills are definitely going to roll a guy over on Chase, keep everything in front of them. I'd be stunned if they got behind the Bills' defense tonight. Doesn't mean they're not going to move the ball and score, though. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me let me stick with you real quick because we talked before we came on about injuries. Hayden Hurst, of course, is back. How concerned are you about the injury to Lyle T- Collins, outside tackle for the Bengals? This was an area they struggled with earlier in the year. Does that mean that the Bills have a better chance now of getting a good rush on Joe Burrow and getting to him and making it a lot more difficult for him to complete downfield passes? Is, Va- is Von Miller still out? He's, he's out, out, right? He's, he's, uh, he's out for the year even or a while. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see it. The Bengals line's been better. I don't really – obviously, it's a loss. Long-term, it's a loss. He was their their best lineman or one of their best linemen. It's going to be a loss, no doubt about it. But I just don't think it, it matters all that much in a one-game sample. I, and another thing, too, just to, as far as the game, the Bills have struggled more than people think. I, they haven't looked great to me. I know they've had some terrible weather spots. Heard C-Dome talking about it. I agree with that. But they just haven't looked dominant like they have in the past. And I I really just think the Bengals are the best team in football. I know they're my team. They started 0-2. But look at their schedule, man. We do this a lot on the shows with Hoop and me where we look at the schedule. 
Cincinnati hasn't had hardly any cupcake games lately. They've beat everyone in the AFC. Look down the list, literally every team they've beaten, except for the Bills tonight. So I don't know. I, I think it's two really good teams. I think it goes to the wire. I'd be stunned if it was a blowout either way tonight. And, yeah, I mean, that's where I'm at overall. All right, T. Don't let's kick it over to you. Before I do that, 178 likes. We've really slowed down on the likes. I know the big T is here, but he would like to see the like continue <laughs> to be smashed. So keep doing that. Let's get to let's get to 400 today. It's a Monday. It's a holiday. It's the new year. We're feeling a little bit generous. Get us to 400. And then, as Aura said, we'll stop asking about it. We get to 400. Promise you, we will not mention it again. Cedome, we know that we want to play the quarterbacks. We've got to find some other players here before we get to the wide receiver position, which of course is loaded. Mixon, Singletary, Cook, Samaje Pirine has mixed in here and there. A little bit less of late. What are you looking at in terms of the running back position and who are your favorite targets here? Yeah, I think if, if I'm looking at running back, right, we're looking at Joe Mixon first. Um, I guess the question you got to ask yourself is, is, you know, how efficient can he be tonight? Because running wise, he's only had one 100 yard game this on the season. Um, came against Carolina. As you know, you know, Carolina's struggled against the run throughout the course of the year. Um, but also, you know, that was like a, an anomaly game. That was the big T kind of death game where he was against Joe Mixon and then obviously went off for 58 points. But uh Outside of that, though, I mean, what you're relying on with Mixon is really the receiving game. Um, and so if they can neutralize him and, you know, if he's let's just say that they really kind of blitz and they draw up some more pass rush. Typically, what happens is the running back goes in and picks up either the blind side or is picking up that extra pass rush for that blitzer. So does that kind of take Joe Mixon out uh, of a lot of kind of plays? And so you have to ask yourself, is, is Joe Mixon a guy you kind of want to either be on the field with or, you know, do you want to have some underexposure? Um, and, you know, because you're going to have to fade a stud um, tonight. And so looking at it, I guess the real question is, 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 you know, given how good Buffalo's defense is with with the running game, you know, how, how effective can Joe Mixon be? And then, you know, outside of that, it's, it's really hard to kind of decipher between, you know, Singletary and, and Cook because um, both kind of get utilized. They both have kind of the same snap rate. Um, what we've seen, you know, over the course of the season is Singletary can go off. And he can also have, you know, a, a regular five, six, seven point fantasy game. It's been inconsistent. So I think, you know, with my exposure to Singletary is kind of how his play has been throughout the year, um, you know, inconsistent. So I'm going to sprinkle exposure. I'm not going to be, you know, too crazy. James Cook is, is kind of interesting, right? Because, you know, he does have that speed. If he gets out into the open, he's a powerful runner. He's bigger than Singletary. Um, you know, three of his last four games, he's had double digit fantasy points. I don't mind that whatsoever. Um, you know, and his price point kind of warrants maybe, you know, wanting to go there rather than Singletary. He's 5,600. And so if you think that he'll be involved in the passing game as well, which is just an added bonus, let's just say he gets his 10 plus carries. He gets like three or four targets. I think that warrants the 5,600 price points. So I don't mind that whatsoever. Um, Samaj P. Ryan is, is a little bit more difficult for me because of his price point at 4,600. Um, he's not as utilized as he is when Mixon is you know, out of the game, obviously, as we saw earlier this season with the injuries. So with Mixon not in there, the guy was smashing. Um, when he's not, though, you're getting like your typical five to six fantasy point. And I don't know if that's something that can really help take down um, the million dollar prize tonight. So I, I think maybe, you know, if you if he can fit and let's just say you don't want to go Tyler Bass or Dawson Knox or, you know, that range, um, you can sprinkle him in. But I don't know if he's necessarily a priority for me. I, I think there's too much upside with the passing game tonight 
that it makes me really want to make sure I have a lot of combinations of wideouts. So I think maybe I'm a little bit just on the under um, when it comes to the exposure to the running back position. All right, guys, hit the like button. We're halfway there, 204 with 479 watching. We can certainly get to 400 if you're not a member at runpuresports.com. Go on over and check it out. We've got core plays, a ton of premium content, uh, up-to-lock shows. Big T is going to have his player pool. C-Dome is going to be putting out his leverage chart. And who are the best, most likely to be optimal plays, as he does for every single showdown. Our biggest fan, one of the biggest fans of this show, Tyler, is in there going back and forth. He's uh, getting the chat all charged up. And with that said, Big T, I'll bring it over to you because you have what is really about a 50-50 split with Singletary and Cook now on the Buffalo side. Those are generally situations we like to avoid, but in showdown, that could be advantageous where one of these guys could be the guy that gets the big plays in their 50% share and then you have Mixon priced up a little bit, probably not a bad price for him, given how he's normally priced, but 9K with all the weapons they have. And then, of course, Samaj P. Ryan looks like he's back to being the backup now. But we have seen him have these kind of outlier games, even when Mixon has been active. Are you looking at any of these running backs tonight? Yeah, I mean, first of all, too, Tyler, I, I I mean, no one thinks the Bills are underdogs. They're the one seed and they're favored in Cincinnati and everyone's betting Buffalo. So what yeah, do you – he's like how Belichick and these coaches, like, just keep telling themselves that they're an underdog even though they're not. Like, no one believes in us. No one believes in us. Like, everyone believes in you. You're the one seed and you're favored on the freaking road. So, like, that – I don't understand that, but – so with the way I think these defenses play, and this is where a showdown gets kind of tricky because I think you can play all of these guys, not together, obviously, but if if the defenses do sag back and, and let these teams kind of nick and nickel and dime yardage, these guys just have to be good plays. And I've played James Cook all season. I've liked him even before he started getting work. Loved him at Georgia. I think he's a great play. And I think Pirine is basically the same play as James Cook. Almost identical. Bengals love Pirine. He he got a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He got a big play in the Chiefs game last year in the playoffs. Yeah, is he going to get the same workload as Mixon or Cook or these guys? He'll probably only get like 30 to 35% of the work tonight, I bet. But it's showdown. All it takes is one screen to the house, and he's going to be 10% owned. And he fits that price point that really helps us a lot tonight. I mean, you need prices like James Cook and Pirine to fit these studs in. So I think I like both of these guys. My least favorite is Mixon just because of the price point. I know he screwed me earlier in the year. I really don't see a ton of difference between Pirine and Mixon, though. Same with Singletary and Cook. I think they're pretty similar plays, honestly. Whoever looks good is gonna they're gonna ride the hot hand more too, I think, in Buffalo. But I don't know. Like I don't really see I'd almost rank them just based on price because we want the studs. We've already talked about both quarterbacks, Chase, Diggs, T, Gabe, all those guys are great plays. We want them in. So I would rank the running backs from reverse to the top, actually. P Ryan, then Cook, then Singletary, then Mixon. But I really do think they're all in play. And if these teams play the defense, I think they will, and sag and let 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 little plays here and there, I think you could see two of these guys pop up in the winter. And, and it's an interesting build, too, if we're playing the two quarterbacks. 
I really don't think that many people will will start their teams with two quarterbacks and two running backs. That's just a different roster construction, and I really like it. Another thing, all these guys can catch the ball, right? They're not guys that just hand it off. You could easily see one or two of these guys catch a screen and go to the house. I really, I really like it. A lot of people are going to punt with just total scrubs tonight just to fit the studs. I'd much rather pop one of these guys in the captain and take my chances. Uncle T, Terry Niehaus, Happy New Year to you. He is in the chat as always being helpful. He confirms the Bills are indeed a favorite. He just bet the Bengals plus two and a half at Barstool. So, Uncle T, thank you for being in here. And Tyler, thank you for getting everybody riled up in the chat. C-Dome, bring it over to you here in terms of the – Running backs, we've talked about wide receivers. You've got Chase, you've got Diggs. Now, if Big T is right, and it looks like maybe they're going to try and bracket Jamar Chase, and you have to have some interest here, maybe more interest in T. Higgins or even Tyler Boyd. Hayden Hurst is back. Talk about him when we get to running backs. And then with the Bills, we've wanted to see Gabe Davis break out. We've wanted Gabe Davis to be a thing. He has at times. He just has not. Very often this season, 6,400 for him. Isaiah McKenzie, man, Isaiah McKenzie has broken some slates, particularly the Thanksgiving slate. He's 2,800, probably going to get some run out of the slot. It does concern me a little bit that Cole Beasley is now on the active roster. What are you looking at here in terms of the wide receiver position? Yeah, this is this is kind of the money position, right? Because there's just so many weapons. And I, I think we could have a significant edge tonight, maybe against the general public. Um, when looking at this and and so you know from just from like a leverage perspective I I think two guys that really stand out is Tyler Boyd and then obviously a guy that really teases us throughout the year but we seem to go always back to him and that's Gabriel Davis Um, I'll start off with Gabriel Davis first right Davis and Diggs are in a really good situation tonight Um, they're two of the top 17 in air yards okay and let me tell you why this is important Cincinnati really gets hit hard um, when it comes to the deep ball, um, you know, on the year, they're third in the league of giving up the highest average depth per target. Uh, this is where, you know, I could see Gabe Davis kind of shining. And I'll tell you what, you put Gabe Davis in the captain and he has one of those games like we've seen throughout the year. Uh, that's really going to put us in a good spot. I, I think he does get a couple deep balls tonight. I could see him having one of those Gabe Davis style nights. Same thing with Gid, or with Diggs. He's in a great spot. Um, But Gabe Davis, you know, I want to say he is the leader in the NFL with the most air yards in comparison, um, you know, to actual average depth of targets. So he is like the perfect combination tonight when maybe looking at a guy that you can put in captain and like Big T said, still have Allen, still have Burrow in the flex, Um, you know, and then obviously McKenzie is 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 interesting. You know, you can always kind of, you know, put him in a situation where. Uh, you know, he's going to be on the field, right? You know, he's going to play, what, 20 to 25 snaps. But someone else that's kind of interesting, that's kind of, you know, has kind of had incremental growth in his snap share is uh, Shakir. Uh, Shakir, you know, he played 25 snaps last week. You know, it was 39% of the snap share, uh, more than McKenzie. He is one of those cheap guys I think we can focus on tonight. And the reason why is because when he does play and he's active, he's going to be on the field at least 20% of the time. I think that warrants the price point alone, but here's what you're hoping for. You're hoping for that big average depth of target. You're hoping for that bomb. So I think Shakir is a guy that we can really focus on tonight and look at as a piece that says, okay, if I'm going studs at the top, 
you know, I'm really trying to focus on who I can look at at the bottom. I don't think there's anything wrong with an $800 Shakir. Now, I'm not saying that this is like the, a smash play. What I'm saying is, is that if he gets in a situation where he gets two to four targets and one of those, one of those just so happen to be a very long deep ball, which it lines up with where Cincinnati can really struggle, this is the perfect combination, especially it allows you to have that, um, that, that cap room to get the, the guys at the top. On the well, other let side, me the ball, this, let me ask you this though about Shakir, just because I, I get what you're saying, right? This is a deep threat. You're looking for one ball, only one target in each of the last three games. Now you have Beasley up. It seems a little crowded. How many lineups are you building before you get to Shakir? Yeah. Are we sure Beasley's up for have they announced it? He played last week. So but then they sent him back down, though, I think, after that. Okay. I literally don't know. I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm asking. I'm not saying he is. I'm just yeah. saying we need to – because it is yeah. somewhat big news based because of these other guys. Yeah. Cito, if you answer the question, I'll go ahead and research that right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when he's been active, when I when I look at the two, like he played four snaps, Shakir played 16. You know, he played six snaps last week. Shakir played 25. It's like, you know, he played 11 one week. Shakir played still 22 like Shakir's way faster and, and he's way more likely to have at least a, a bigger role on the field you're just hoping for the home run and so you know how how long does it take to like get him into a lineup well it depends I mean if I'm playing all studs like I have to play him like to some extent so I want to have exposure to him because I want four guys like you can play an Allen Burrow Diggs chase lineup same thing with Higgins and so that, ben that benefits you extremely so I don't mind that um you know so that's to answer your question but on the other side of the ball you know, when you look at where can you target Buffalo in the passing game? Well, it's the slot. Um, they give up a lot of touchdowns in the slot. Well, who runs almost 80% of the time out of the slot consistently for the Bengals? Well, that's Boyd. And so Boyd's had some big breakout games this year. His price point is nothing to kind of be scared of. He's 5K. I got to be honest with you, you know, given kind of what we've seen throughout the season with him, he's another big play guy. If he or they are attacking him and they're trying to neutralize Chase on the outside, which you think would be normal and what we've seen throughout the course of the season, well, then, you know, well, who's next? You know, well, yeah, you have Higgins right on the other side of the ball. But I think that leaves really Boyd open for the middle of the field and for like these short slants and kind of just having that, you know, ability to attack him. So I think he's another guy that we can focus on for the captain, just like a Gabe Davis play that kind of opens up this roster construction for rostering both quarterbacks. So, you know, He's going to get, what, four, five, six targets. At 5K, knowing that he's a big play guy, also, you know, he, he's a guy that can, you know, be looked at in the end zone. Um, don't mind it whatsoever. He's had quite a few games this season, 14, 12, 10, 32, 12, 23, 13. I'll tell you what, I'll take that at 5K. So, you know, what we're looking at right now, um, we're looking at it from like a, a, a ownership standpoint. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right now, we're looking at about 20 to 22 projection aggregate across quite a few sites. And so guess what? That's already a huge edge on the field. So um, obviously, Higgins and Chase are you know going to be sprinkled throughout the rotation lineup. And then I think another guy that's interesting that he has had a couple games is Trent Irwin. Um, a lot of people won't pay that price point, though, believe it or not. So I think that's one area we can also look at and take advantage of, specifically on the fact that if other guys are locked down or they're playing a defensive scheme to kind of, you know, make sure the outside doesn't, you know, take advantage. Well, guess what? Irwin's played out of the slot. Irwin's 4,400. 3% of the field only want to play him. Don't mind it. So these are the guys that we can kind of rotate out in the receiving core that makes sense, in my opinion. And, you know, who you want to put in the captain. I think they're all, you know, viable at, to some degree. But I really think Gabe Davis um, and Tyler Boyd, both under 5% projection ownership, look very interesting because it opens up the rest of your roster for you. And so that's just something to take into consideration. All right. So we have the answer. My bad on that. Cole Beasley did move back to the practice squad. So it looks like he's not going to be available tonight. Now that we've cleared I think, I mean, they can still activate him, though, right? Like, yeah, or is it done to- for the day? Yeah, you need to see inactives. They, I don't think they'll come out until, what is it, like 6.30, something like that, 7 o'clock. So definitely keep an eye on that because it could be big. It could be big. You could see – you can always see someone that's not active that you expect it to be. And there's there's news also on Jordan Poyer, who's officially questionable. So if he misses, that's big, obviously, for the Bengals offense in the middle of the field. Big T, I'll kick it to you guys. Hit the like button. We're trying to get to 400 here today. And we're not quite 70% there yet. So let's keep that going. Thoughts on wide receiver. You talked a little bit about concerns about what the Bills would do to try and limit Jamar Chase. We saw the Patriots kind of do something like this with him last week. What do you expect for him? And then can you get on board with some of these lower price plays, the Irwins, the Shakirs, Isaiah McKenzie, what have you? Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of good plays, as C-Dome was talking about. That's the hard part of this game. One of the reasons I just want to lock in the two quarterbacks in the flex is it eliminates some of the decision points because there is a lot of decision points on this game. And it is a perfect slate to play more teams than just one, to play five or 10 or 20 or because you're going to need to. I mean, like, I can pretend that I'm super confident Chase outscores T. Higgins, but as we've seen the last two years, it is literally a coin flip. I mean, it, it could go either way. Chase is obviously a better receiver, but the defenses know that. They could roll a guy over. You just don't know. And the nice part tonight, we usually like T. Higgins is 2 or 3K cheaper, and it, the ownership meets in the middle. Tonight, T. Higgins is almost as expensive as Diggs and Chase, so he just has to be the forgotten guy. Out of all the receivers on the whole board, T. Higgins has that, and I'm sure C-Dome's chart's going to show this because it always shows the right stuff. T. Higgins just has to be one of the best leverage plays of the slate. He just has to be. There's no way around it. He's got all the upside in the world, and there's no possible way he can be more than like 30% owned. He just can't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in in the 20s even, which is pretty crazy to me. So I I like him. The Bengals, you pretty much always know where they're going to go. Although Irwin, I I mean, you could play Irwin, especially on Fandle. 4,400, though, (laughs) I know he's crushed. I have a hard time clicking him over the kickers and stuff even. So I don't think I'll have Irwin on, on DK with all the receivers healthy tonight. But 
he's crushed. He's looked good. He's got a good chemistry going with Burrow. And I do like what Seedom said. The guy's for sure going to be like 3% owned because of that price. So who knows? You could even see an injury and get him more playing time, as we always talk about. So like all those guys. And then the Buffalo side, obviously you're going to like Diggs if you can get him in there. It's tough, though. I mean, if you're playing two quarterbacks, which we agree we want to, I mean, who you, you can't really play more than one of these top guys, so you're going to have to choose between Chase, T, and Diggs. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is from those three. I really don't. That's where it comes down to just kind of taking some shots on all of them because they could end up on the winner. I don't I don't like to take a, a cop out, but I just don't have an answer on those three. I think T's the best play just because of ownership. But, I mean, that's saying Chase and Diggs, you're not really going to be able to play them. I mean, even if you play those three in the utility, you got only 5,700 for your last three spots. So, I mean, can you even do it where you – if you wanted to play like Diggs and Chase in the flex even – I mean, you're down to 3,400. You can't really do it. You really can't play four of those guys without totally punting a spot, which I don't really want to do tonight. So I don't know. I like all the receivers, though. We need to make sure about Beasley because I, I think he could still get called up. Either way, I don't necessarily want to play him. I mean, I'd rather just play Shakir like c was saying. But it is kind of big news, though, because they have a lot of guys. I mean, Diggs, Gabe, McKenzie, Shakir, Beasley, all these guys are in play with Josh Allen. He spreads it around, and it's showdown. So, I don't know. I like them. My favorite play is receiver. I didn't really harp on which one I like the most. Well, what do they got to do, JT, to, to get the plays today? Because I'll save it for the plays of the day. I'll give it to the members, obviously, over at Run Pure if we don't get it. But right. I do have one guy I like the most at receiver. I think the 400, the 400 is an achievable goal. 598 watching. If you're not, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, as Aura said before we even started here, if you hit the like, then we stopped talking about it. More importantly, you got to 150, big T came on. Goal number one, accomplished. Excellent <laughs> job. You get to 400 and big T gives you the guy that he really likes out of all of these players how many do how many do they need to get C-Dome to take his shirt off? Oh man. I mean, I I can't go lower than 400, right? That would be that would be insulting <laughs> to our guy C-Dome. I can't do that. So let's say <laughs> let's say 500. 500 C-Dome takes the shirt off. Hank Mardukas says, does anyone have a feeling that C-Dome is going to end the show in base jump? I guess you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> but this is a man who dropped his Porsche off. His Porsche is being serviced right now. You look at the place that he's living. It's fantastic. He just jetted to Miami. Talk to the concierge. Talk to the concierge in the building, right? His sister showed him something where now he doesn't even have to carbonate his own wine. This man has everything to live for. Absolutely everything. I'm still impressed by the shape of those muscles, too. I mean, he is flexing on us. I think. I, I honestly think it's... Do you believe the 200 pounds? Yeah, I'm still a little quiet. The legs are still chicken legs, so I'm not sure on the 200. I'm talking mainly about the arms. Okay, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Zito, let's ask a question in preparation of March. Can you can you throw it down? Can you get above the hoop and jam it? No, no <laughs> chance. 
it, it's it's usually like an in and out like you know like <laughs> no chance see dumb's dunking get out of here <laughs> i mean, I mean listen get I'm, out of here well it. we can say it. a lot of stuff but see dumb is not dunking <laughs> listen, you, saw you saw aaron gordon's dunk oh time. my god <laughs> get out of here the like go. button if you want to see see dumb dunk on big t yeah, we can do whatever, whatever you want to say. We, we, you do the cra- I'll do a DC bat. If C Dome <laughs> dunks on me, you guys can throw something. That will never in a million years happen. Uh... <laughs> I'd retire myself. I, whatever you guys want to do, I'm retired from life if, if he dunks on me. This is going to be fun. 400 to get to Big T's play. 500 C Dome is not going to base jump, but maybe he'll take off that uh, that tight black shirt. Cito, we'll move over to you now and talk through what I think is one of the more interesting positions, which is the tight end. And the reason why is Dawson Knox been getting the targets here back again. 4,800 looks like a nice price for him. And then Hayden Hurst back. He was a key cog earlier in the year. He's $3,000 on DraftKings. Any interest? I don't think personally you can go to Wilcox or any of these other tight ends, but maybe I'm not seeing everything. What do you think, Knox, Hurst, anything else at the tight end position? Uh, one thing that Buffalo's done good on the season is they haven't given up a touchdown to a tight end. So, you know, how valuable does that make Hayden Hurst in, in this situation? They're very good at, at just taking the tight end out of the game. Good linebacking core, too. So uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily high on Hurst. And, and I think, you know, people will play him because of the price point. He's cheap, right? He'll be on the field quite a bit. Uh, but for me, it's like if they're that good at, at really just taking away that position out of the game, uh, do I really want to just waste lineups on that? So I don't necessarily think so. Um, and, and so I think I'm going to have to pass on Hurst. But I will say Dawson Knox has been kind of like, you know, revived um, from earlier this season. I mean, he was just an absolute dud for a majority of the season. And these last three games, you know, he scored a touchdown every game, minimal five targets. Um, you know, the average catch per target is well over, uh, you know, 10 yards. So uh, I will say, yeah, like you have to consider him. I, I think this 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 little price point area of between Cook and between, you know, McPherson, right, is going to be interesting. I think you can rotate these guys out of different lineups. And I think they're, you know, all valuable plays, essentially. And I think even if it gets crazier, if you, you know, want to roster two of these players in, in this price range and one being Dawson Knox. So yeah, I, I, I think when it comes to comparing the two, I think Dawson Knox has just really a significant advantage over Hurst and the way that Buffalo plays defense and takes out the tight end. I just don't see it. And, and Wilcox, I mean, you know, I just he had six targets against New England um, and, you know, three against Tampa. It's, it is interesting, but I, I guess if you come down to a situation where you know, you have the the salary and it's between Wilcox and Shakir, you know, you could, you know, try both of them out. I don't, I don't mind that, but I think out of all these guys, when it comes to the tight end position, I think Knox would be a priority. Um, I, I think him and, and Alan have got some synergy going. I, and I think I want to continue on that momentum that they have together. Power Bay, who's one of our members in the discord, always talking through the place says he loves the idea of running Alan naked and playing Burrow with his wide receivers because Allen spreads the ball around more, where Burrow's target target tree is a bit more condensed. Big T, thoughts on that strategy? Yeah, I, I completely agree, too. And again, we're going to have to make decisions. The good part about having teams like this tonight is we have a lot of really good players. 
The hard part is you got to make decisions too, because you're going to have to fade some of these guys. You can't just go in there and play them all. So I, I like that. I mean, you, you got to take some stands and go in certain directions. And I, I could definitely see that. And you can also play different things with uh, Allen. Like if you just, just a fading digs and Gabe alone with him, makes you a little bit different. And then you can pop in maybe a running back like we talked about with them. Just a lot of things you can do do different, but I like that. I mean, Burrow, you really know where he's going to go with the ball. I can almost guarantee you either Chase or T has a good game. So all of a sudden, there's a rule right there. You play both quarterbacks, you play one of Chase or T, all in the flex, and then just see where it pushes you, which we've been talking a lot on the show about, but it pushes you into that mid-range where we like a lot of these guys. So, yeah, I, I agree with what, what he's saying exactly. So I, I like that. Well, one of the decision points for me is tight end, like C-Dome said. I almost think you can fade these guys. You got to take stands somewhere. I really like the Hurst fade with him. 3K, cheaper, same price range as the kickers, but similar. He's been hurt for a while. Buffalo's good against the tight end. And he's going to catch like 30% ownership, I think, just because of price point. People need this price point. Are are these guys good plays by the projection? Absolutely, because you need mid-range plays. I just have seen Dawson Knox play for too long, and, and when you need him to do something like in these spots, I just kind of feel like he lets down and 4,800 feels cheap, but it's not that cheap for what you need. So I'm not saying I'm going to full fade Dawson Knox because I haven't built teams yet. And maybe I need that salary point, but I can almost guarantee you I fade Hayden Hurst. I'm not playing Wilcox, not playing Quentin Morris. So the only guy I would play at all is Knox, but honestly, I I can guarantee you I'm not going to play him on my main team, which is always the one I I have the most money behind. Maybe I have, maybe I have him a little bit in my 150, but I'm leaning towards fading the tight end because when we talked about the running backs and the receivers, I don't really have any strong takes. I I like all of them. So you can't just play everyone, at least the way I play. I don't want to go in and not take any stands. Sure. Sometimes it bites me and, and I get made fun of for different things, but it's because I take stands. I, I want to take stands, and I think the tight end is a spot I can really take a stand on. All right, 327 likes, 650, nearly 650 watching. We get to 400. We get to the plays of the day, and Big T says he's got a good one cooked up. Big T, I'll stick with you because you're right. These kickers are cheaper than Dawson Knox, Evan McPherson, 4K, Tyler Bass, 4,200 on DraftKings and then the defenses, which doesn't look like there's a lot of interest from people in right now. Bills 3,600, Bengals 3,400. You talked about the kickers, haven't really mentioned the defenses. Any interest at all in any of these defenses? And in terms of the kickers, who are you prioritizing here? Both of these guys, particularly McPherson, have been very, very good. Yeah, and these are the games that kickers become even better plays just because you need fillers. I mean, you need to eat salary at a cheaper price point where you can get a floor. We're going to get ceilings from our good guys. We only need our kickers to get 10 points tonight. I know I talk about that number a ton in these showdown shows, but you give me 10 from this price range, kicker or cheap guy, I'll take 10 every single time and try to win from other positions. So, yeah, I like both kickers. I like McPherson a little bit more just being at home. I think Buffalo gambles a little bit more too, going for it and different things like that. 
It's not a position that I think you have to force in just because I do think the mid range is pretty good. Like the running backs and stuff. I I think they have a little higher ceilings, but I I love these guys. I'll definitely have at at least field level of these guys. And the good part about the defense is I don't think they're really going to be played tonight. I don't love them. Don't get me wrong. I don't feel great about them, but they're a way you can get different too. Play, play one of these defenses and you're almost guaranteed to be different. All it takes, I mean, the, we, we talked about the line for the Bengals. The Bengals can always get sacked, always. Burrow threw a terrible pick six last week, just threw it off his back foot, dead pick six the other way. Josh Allen has turned the ball over all year long. So, yeah, we look at the game. I mean, are you excited to play these two defenses? Hell no. But it's showdown, and you got to be different. And these both of these teams have turned the ball over. So I think they're more than reasonable plays. And, like, if I had to play one of these or Hayden Hurst at a similar price, I'm taking the defenses. I really am at an ownership discount. So I don't know. I'm not in love with the Ds, but I will definitely be above the field on them. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 339 likes. We're going to 400 for the plays of the day. Polish Prince. Polish Prince says play Irwin. Polish Prince, hit the like button. Help us get to 400 and we will give you much better plays than Trent Irwin, according to Big T, that is. So go ahead. Why does Tyler keep saying Bill's 5-1? to one? What does 5-1 to one mean? He wants to play onslaught five bills, one. Bill. Oh, showdown five one. That's that's what I'm guessing. Yeah, that, Tyler, that ain't gonna win. Tyler, Tyler, hit 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 it up. If I'm gonna win. help Tyler out, I like him. He's a, he he's an anchor to the bets product. That ain't gonna win, Tyler. Tyler, tell us in chat who the one uh, Bengal you <laughs> would play is. I'm I'm curious. It better be Burrow if you're only playing one. <laughs> Ricondo. Are they gonna shut him out at home? Tyler, respond in chat. Three, four. Tyler, at least play 4-2 if you like Buffalo. At least two Bengals. You just got in there. 661 watching. We can easily get to the 500. 400, excuse me, 400, 500 for a little gift from C-Dome. C-Dome, kickers, defenses. And remember, guys, you got about seven minutes here to get those 46 likes to get to 400. Yeah, I think, um, you know, don't want to make them a priority, uh, but I, I will say it, Buffalo doesn't give up a lot of field goal attempts. I also can see tonight where field goals don't necessarily help both teams. Uh, I think you're gonna, they're going to need to get into the box more. So like someone mentioned earlier, I think it was UJT uh, or Big T mentioned it about, you know, taking a couple more chances. You know, obviously, I think Buffalo fourth and one, fourth and two. Typically, they go for it. I could see the same thing happening for Cincinnati if and they're like that 30 to 40 yard range. Uh, you know, it, it, these, just, these offenses are so potent that if someone gets down two touchdowns, field goals aren't necessarily going to work. Uh, I do. I will say, though, if I'm if I am looking at the two, I would take Tyler Bass over Bengals uh, over McPherson. Uh, specifically because Bengals do give up a lot of field goal attempts per game. And, you know, let's just say Buffalo just has really some good extended drives and 
you know, they also could be up or Burrow turns it over and, you know, that lead continues to get bigger and bigger if, if Buffalo does just so happen to, or both teams get out to a big, a big lead, they're going to tackle on the points. So, but they're just not priorities for me. I, I, I love the pass catchers tonight. I, I really want to focus on how many I can fit in, in one lineup. Um, and then also the defenses is like, yeah, like you, you have them just because you never know, um, you know, defenses can just, you know, sometimes do get there and they can be in the optimal. So I don't mind playing a defense against a quarterback either. Um, it's like Big T said, Burrow gave up that pick six last week. We've seen Allen, you know, have turnovers. So for me, you know, I get it. Um, but they, this, they're just not priorities, man. I, I do want to focus on other areas. And so uh, I'm just going to kind of limit that type of exposure. But, you know, they're, they're there and I get it if you want to play them. All right, 369, 31 to go. Sweet Travis Mangone is in the chat. Travis, hit the like button if you haven't already, please. Thank you very much. Hank Mardukas says 369 is a nice number. Indeed, it is. Big T, we'll bring it over to you. Now, here we are. We're looking at- We should have made 369 the number. I like that number. Yeah, that's a good number. Go ahead. It's- no, I mean, I, we can't now. We got to get to 400. I like that number, though. Like for future shows? Yes, yeah, I think that, that's a good number, 369. Yeah, something or like 669 or something. Like, I like those numbers. Something. You ever heard that that Get Low song? I think it was like, what, Little John, 369? You know? Like, Damn it. Yeah. See? So Drop it to the floor maybe something. one more time. Get low. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. So in the future, something ending in 69. For today, 374 is not going to do it. Get it to 400. Big T, let me, let me make this point because we're talking through this game. And we're kind of talking in a little bit of circles here in terms of what we expect. While we know that both teams are, are absolutely loaded in terms of offensive star power, we're also talking that, hey, maybe it's a lower scoring game. I think it was just a couple of weeks ago, we were all excited about a matchup that had a lot of offensive pieces that we could have played. And it turned out the exact opposite. It was more of a chess match. It was more of a boxing match. And both defenses were optimal. Is there a world where you could see this game going that way where everyone overloads on the star receivers on the quarterbacks and what you really end up needing are both defenses and both kickers i see i i think the game definitely could play uglier than people think just because it's two really good teams and like i said i think both defenses are better too than people think but i can't see a world where two defenses or or even kickers end up in there these guys just have to – some of these guys have to get there. I could see a world where, like, two or three of the running backs plus one defense or kicker gets there. I could see, like, that type of build and maybe, like, two two quarterbacks, three running backs, no receivers. I mean, that's, that's something I could see getting there, like an ugly game with a bunch of dump-offs and none of the, like, stud receivers get there. And that's a different roster construction. This is the best part of showdown. There's literally so many ways you can attack a showdown slate that there's really no wrong answer. As long as you build your teams based on your plan, I I think you're doing it right. So I do think this game plays uglier than people think, though. I'd be stunned if it ended up like 41-38 or something, like a total crazy shootout. I hope it does, though. It'd be a fun night like that college game the other night. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It was hurtful to see that you were backing Ohio State, but if I'm being honest. How do they not win that game? If I'm being honest, they probably should have. They probably <laughs> should have. So, see, no, it just sucked that Harrison got hurt. That's what annoyed me. Like, he was so, he was just yeah. dominating. 
gets a, he's completely fine on the bench. This is going to sound bad probably with the way the world is today, but he was totally fine. He wanted to go back in the game. Like, what are we doing? The two of things got everyone scared now. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a unique situation, but I think there is certainly a little bit of hesitation when it comes to someone getting injured, especially a, a young kid like that with his whole NFL career ahead of him, that maybe they're going to, they're going to, they're going to look at it. And, and listen, props to them. If this was the thinking that, Hey, we'd love to win this game and go to the national yeah. championship, but Marvin Harrison is more protect the kid than winning. This I, mean, I respect that too. That's a good point. Like if it did come down to that and we're like, listen, we want him out there, obviously, but yeah, I mean, I respect that if that was the case. It sucks for the team, especially when you're rooting on them, but definitely long-term health for someone. I mean, the dude's the best receiver in the country, so there's bigger things to fry than that game. So I do agree with that. Absolutely. 394, only six away, 712 watching. So some of the new 100 people that hopped in, go ahead, hit the like button. At 400, you get the plays of the day. And Big T says he has a winner. He has one that is absolutely not going to disappoint. See, don't. We talked about it, playing the captains in flex, excuse me, playing the quarterbacks in flex. Who are your favorite captains? And then give us a bold call here. What's going to happen in this game that you feel really, really strongly about? Yeah, I think I think Gabe Davis uh, is one of my guys that I'm going to just throw into the captain. I spoke about kind of this, the situation that he's in tonight with, with how many air yards he gets, the average depth of target against Cincinnati. I, I really think I want to focus on you know, Gabe Davis, I'm going to focus on the slot with Tyler Boyd. Uh, and then, you know, I think I'm going to sprinkle in different digs, captains, Higgins, captains. I don't I don't mind any of that whatsoever. And then, you know, I, I will have, you know, one or two, um, you know, captains of uh, what's his name? Trent Irwin. I, I think, you know, just in case if he has another 15, 17 point game and his salary allows me to kind of dig deep and and get four guys that I truly want. Uh, I don't mind that whatsoever. So I think majority of my captains will be pass catchers, 100%. I think a pass catcher in the captain tonight is the winning lineup. And and I think from there, you know, you have both quarterbacks and you kind of figure out the rest. So I, I think that's kind of the best way to look at tonight. I really do foresee some high scoring tonight in comparison to what we saw maybe last night. These offenses know how to score. They know how to move the ball. There are weaknesses in both defenses so that's kind of where I'm going to go, and, and I think I'm going to stick with that. And I think my bold call um, is there will be uh, a guy, um, you know, I think potentially I, – I think what we see tonight in my bold call is there's a guy under, you know, 3,600 that will be in the winning lineup. All right, there's a guy under 3,600. You can be bolder than that. Is that bold? Is that not bold? No, that's uh, – JT, don't let him get away with that. I, I 3,600 or a lot. You got to like name a guy or something. No, see him. So try again. Yeah. I, okay. mean, I mean, he started the year with us, like giving like three, like great hot takes. And then he comes in, yeah. there's going to be a dude below 3,600 in the winter. That was very weak for, I mean, you can put those arms away. We don't need to see those <laughs> arms with a take like that. Okay. okay. Get the legs right. in the camera instead. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take it back. So what I'll say is this that I think hey, – I'll, I'll be honest. Okay, Gabe Davis or Tyler Boyd will be the winning captain. There you go. See, I like that. Now we're now we're cooking. Yeah. So right. you got sub-5%. Get the arms back in the camera now. The legs can go back away. All right. That's that's my bull call. I'm going to say, uh, yeah. Or I'm rolling. 
Gabe Davis or Tyler Boyd is going to be the winning captain. Says C Dome 403 likes. So we will give out the plays of the day. JD wants you to get to 420 for some reason. Um, Big T, captains, bold calls here. And a couple of pieces of news. Adam Schefter reporting that Jordan Poyer told Lisa Salters that even though he's playing through a torn lateral meniscus, he is going to be out there tonight against the Cincinnati Bengals. Jordan Poyer will play, according to Jordan Poyer. And then some interesting news that I actually think is good and exciting for next week, maybe a reason to not go to bed early. The NFL has flexed the Lions at Green Bay into the Sunday night game. So oh, that was good. something that was to look good. forward to next week, Big T. But for tonight captains and a bold call and then we will roll to the plays of the day yeah so uh, the one guy i really like and i didn't talk about him a ton at receiver but it fits the roster construction fits what i want the Bengals can be attacked from the slot mr mckenzie we've seen big games he fits everything i want tonight he's looked really good to me i know he's been a little taken back the last couple weeks that just makes it even better because People are not going to play this guy tonight. He'll be like 20% owned, 2 or 3% in the captain. I think he fits He fits this build at 2,800, literally perfect tonight. I want him in the captain chair, though, because he fits. He gets me everything I want. I think we see about an 18-point game from Isaiah McKenzie tonight. It's, it's hurtful in one respect because he was going to be my play of the day. Well, but, get in there. We can tag team on the respect. Eiffel Tower. In another respect, I'm happy because if you're on the guy that I like, then I feel pretty confident about the chances of him succeeding. Um, C-Dome, let's go to you. People deserve it. Play of the day. You mentioned Gabe Davis. You mentioned Tyler Boyd. You mentioned that you like Irwin. You like Shakir. Who's it going to be? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to stay with it, man. I'm going to stay with uh, my guy, Tyler Boyd. Um, I, I think this is a great spot for the slot. We talked about how the percentage of his time in the slot is over 80% more majority of the time. Uh, talked about, you know, kind of what you mentioned earlier about neutralizing the outside, especially Chase and following up with that game plan, maybe that Belichick had as well. Uh, I, I think we see Boyd Cook tonight, uh, and, and I think this is a great spot as far as leverage is concerned. And um, it just gives you a nice pivot from the top two guys that a lot of people will be looking at. So um, Tyler Boyd, you know, and I think you put him in the captain. Don't mind it whatsoever. And it just opens up a lot for you in regards to roster construction. So Tyler Boyd is, uh, you know, my play of the day. Excellent. And I was going to go with Isaiah McKenzie. There's no other low-owned player that I feel all that strongly about. So, Big T, I'll let you go ahead and take it away, close us out with anything you want to say for the people. I want you in there with me. I like when we double down on some. You, you got to make it officially your play of the day, too, because I, like, oh, I like Boyd on our team, too. I feel good about what we're doing here. Both quarterbacks – with Boyd and McKenzie, I think that's a great – I think that's a core for the show, honestly. Like, I, I feel very – and it gives you a lot of flexibility for those last two spots. I think we got upside. We got we got everything you could want. Even if you popped – how much is left if you played one – even if you played one of the quarterbacks in the captain, which I don't necessarily want to do, but say just, you played – what's that? You could put, put McKenzie in the captain. I'm not going to give the whole thing, but you could put McKenzie in the captain – have both quarterbacks yep. have chase have gabe davis or you can have higgins do whatever you want but you can literally do so much i'm just even with the four guys though like i put josh out uh, this is i'm just saying just to show how much our core from the show can you can play even if you play josh allen who's the most expensive in the captain you still got 7150 
for two spots. Like with these four guys, I mean, I, I think we got people for free here on, on the right path. One, one million percent. The good part about McKenzie and Boyd, we don't need 30 points from them. We need 15. Like if they get 15, we are huge. So, I, I mean, I, I absolutely love where we're at here. This yeah. feels sorry, leverage. go ahead, Tito. I was going to say, McKenzie's leverage, you know, when you look at it and you, you tie in his ownership with his price point and his projection, um, he's like the second or third highest leverage player tonight um, in this matchup. So, you know, there is some truth to kind of it. If, if all goes well, you know, McKenzie, I, I don't mind it whatsoever. It's just his lowest price point of the season. This feels exactly like what we saw on Thanksgiving where it was like, hey, no one's going to play this guy. And all of a sudden you're going to see a lot of passes to him over the middle. McKenzie and the captain, he's absolutely getting on the jet and heading over to France probably tomorrow morning. <laughs> That'll do it for us for Big T and C-Dome from the concierge's special, special conference room in San Diego for Helmet Behind the Scenes. Helmet, get us out of here.